It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Steelers Power Half Hour, where we rank stuff each week. Uh, we're live here on uh, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, I'm Chris Pugh. I'm here with my friends Joe Frost and Paul Yancheck. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Fantastic. Oh, my. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, Fantastic hey. seems like such a big sell. Like, there's... <laughs> Something yeah, has to be done really, really well for everything to be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to ask Paul later. What's yeah, going absolutely. On I got to know more about the fantasticness. Fan- great. Um, so let's. Uh, hey, over the past couple weeks, as the regular season has started for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we are trying to bring Steeler Nation together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, lots of stuff in the world we can argue about. Lots of stuff with the Steelers we can argue about, especially after last week's game against the Raiders. But, hey, we want to bring everyone together by jointly making fun of the opponent that we're playing next week as well as the city they reside in. What better way that we could bring everyone together by making fun of every people? I mean, that's uh, – what, what do you guys think about that? I mean, that's how we unify everybody. It, do you have that sewn on a pillow? What better <laughs> way to bring people together? It's like a – Greeting card. Right. Friends that yeah. mock together stay together. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I always said I was never going to get a tattoo, but now that you say that, just the way you phrased it, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, might well, be the maybe the trick. You know, get all, the, get a tramp stamp of that. Yeah, we're all men of faith. It's right above the church doors. You know, unified mm. by mocking mm. other people. <laughs> what church do you go to again? That's yeah. weird. That's a weird. A that's a weird church, church slogan. All right. Well, hey, this week we turn our attention. It's a little personal for us. Uh, we all have Ohio ties, Ohio roots. And we get to mock one of our own teams, I guess. Not our own because we don't like them, but our own because it resides in Ohio. Yeah, I almost made a big mistake there. Yeah, Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the interesting well, it's thing. Te- it's technically more Kentucky than Ohio. So let, right. I think we can just put that buffer there and just, well, it's just, basically Kentucky. Just because right. Cincinnati's airport left the state. Right. It was like, no, I'm going to <laughs> Kentucky. Well, it's actually a tri-state area. It's pretty close to Indiana too, which what? is kind of weird. Yeah, tri-states. Well, and it's I got the tri-state area. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we need that tri-state designation for us. Um, now, and this is good too, because you're sitting here thinking, "Well, don't the Bengals and Steelers play twice each year?" Doggone it, they do. So we're going to have five reasons why we dislike Cincinnati and the Bengals this week. And then five reasons we love them. No, 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 no. no that's no. not the one. Dislike, dislike. Oh, okay. We, we got sick of the dislike. I, did, I read where you were going with that. All totally right. wrong. But I, 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 I see where you're coming from now. Well, let's start with He's this egg, week. He's egg. <laughs> let's start with number five. And there's no real order here because, hey. Because uh, they're we, all terrible things about this yes. place. Right. So if you're sitting there going, I wonder why this isn't number one. Uh, in essence, they're all tied for one because we all dislike everything the same. Five uh, number ones. Yes. The Bengals, Havantes Perfect, and Adam Pacman Jones um, were defenders on the Bengals for a while. Um, I, I look back at the 2016 playoff game, mm. and you know the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1991. The Steelers did their best in 2016 to say, hey, Bengals, here's a playoff win. We're, we're trying to give you a win. Uh, Steelers had a rough game mm-hmm. at night. Pittsburgh's uh, a nice of, place. Right. Yeah. Lots of things are going against the Steelers. Very giving. The Steelers had, gave the Bengals every chance to win that game. But the Bengals were all bingo. Um, you know, back-to-back personal foul calls, lots of yelling and screaming by Vontez Perfect and Adam Pacman-Jones. And, man, Pittsburgh got a gift. Uh, they won on a last-second field goal. Good for the Steelers, but, man, bad for the Bengals. And if you look at the stars of that team, yeah, Perfect and Jones were high, especially when you look at their defensively, who was the stars there. But, man, those guys couldn't keep control of themselves, and I, I believe they're both out of football. So, yeah, I'm my fan. Yeah, they just, they just really Jones. spearheaded that implosion by <laughs> by right. the Bengals, and uh, you know I can't imagine being a Bengals fan and watching that game and watching them implode in that way. Uh, you know, uh, any any fan of any team has watched their team go down in flames, like you know, even the even the dynasty teams, like that horrible place in. New England, uh, but even they've struggled watching their team, you know, really implode on a season and, and just really boot it. But the way that that the Bengals imploded in that in that game, the way those players played, the way that they uh, committed those those personal fouls, 
uh, that would have just been heartbreaking. It was a thrill to watch as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Like, I can't believe that they were that stupid. This is amazing. I couldn't have possibly foreseen somebody doing something that stupid to blow a playoff game. But I mean, you think uh, about the, how horrible and heartbreaking it was to see Pouncey snap the ball into the Ohio River against the Browns. But at least that's just a mistake. It's not something that you just, for lack of self-control or whatever, just did something so easily controllable that you just right. gave well, gave the whole game away like that. And also where in the game that it happened. Like, it's, it, you know, that that's like the first, the, 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 not the first play, right? Was that, that was, on, it was in the first series uh, for Pouncey's mistake. And you got plenty of time to make oh, up yeah. for it. And, you know, we didn't. But uh, to blow the game spectacularly in the fourth quarter, right at the end with such, like, just a moronic play <laughs> to have blown it so spectacularly. Ugh, horrible. And just think that was at their home, too. Yeah. And you look at the playoff history. I mean, it's the same thing that, sadly, the Sewers lost the Browns on last year. You know, the Browns haven't won a playoff game for a long time either. And Really? You know, they, they have haven't? that. Right. Well, they <laughs> had that going from where they beat the Sewers last year. But but just think, you know, 2016 to 91, man, you had what? It was 25 years at that time. So you, and it was at Cincinnati. So you have Bengals fans going, Oh, this might be the year we finally break it. We'll finally win a playoff game and have that happen in the last series at your home. When you look at Bengals, Oh, it's gotta be rough. And again, that made us as Steelers fans very happy. So in some ways we should like them that they're so out of control and everything. But I, I still think that no. we dislike perfect because he was a dirty <laughs> player. I mean, yeah, he made some tackles. He made some defensive plays, but he was very much known as a dirty player. I'm looking at this article, um, September 4th, where Adam Pacman Jones on podcast is like, Hey, the Steelers are the dirtiest team in the league. So not only Adam Pacman Jones, you know, had some issues off the field and everything else, he's apparently delusional because he says, hey, the Steelers were the dirtiest team. Come on, Pacman. We're rubber, you're glue. Yeah, and, and what type of name is Pacman? I only playing Pacman as a kid, but I don't know, Pacman, if you know it's Pacman. It's not his given name, correct? <laughs> no, but it's, it's a, a nickname. nickname. But, yeah. yeah. What kind of I mean, I wouldn't want that as a nickname either. Yeah. But still, well, you, I mean, you can't help it if every time you run somewhere, like you, your body just emits the sound of come, 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 come. I mean, wow. that's, you, there's only so much you can do about Is that. Is that like a, a joint problem? That he probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably. That sound, that's strange. Well, <laughs> you're talking about the body joint, right? Not. Oh, yes. I, yes. That's what I meant. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking of. All right. Just making sure. Just making sure. It should be good. So, yeah, we both share this dislike of Adam Pac-Man Jones uh, for just being delusional and all the off-the-field issues got to. And Vontaze perfect for all the on-the-field issues he got to, especially um, you know as being a dirty player. So, boo on those guys. Um, number four, let's just talk in general about Bengals fans. Um, you know, I kind of equate this to Browns fan last year. Um, you know, very strange game. Uh, Monday night game at the end of the year last year. Uh, Steelers put up a stinker, and the Bengals won the game going away. 
it was strange they did not know Joe Burrow. And, you know, the Bengals don't usually beat the Steelers. And after that game, Bengals fan, oh, we're back, baby. You know, we're good. Everything is great. We're on the right track. Mm. Hey, for all the issues the Steelers had at the end of the year last year, the Steelers still made the playoffs. The Bengals didn't. You know, so let, let's calm down a little bit, Bengals fans. And you look at the ownership. Hey, uh, being an Ohio guy, I don't like – I don't like Paul Brown's association with the Cleveland Browns because we don't like the Cleveland Browns. But, you know, Paul Brown had rich football history. Uh, Paul Brown was the guy who ended up uh, forming the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, I, I don't know how much it was Paul, but you look at the rest of the family, ownership has not produced. Ownership hasn't spent money to build a, a good team. Uh, when they have good teams – the players go away because they can find more money elsewhere. And you look at that big statistic when you talk about ownership, they have not won a playoff game since 1991. And it's it's tough. I, I feel bad for the pro football fans in Ohio that must say we must love the Browns or the Bengals because for a long time, neither team will win any playoff games. It was tough. I think that's a – a gesture of what's happening with the ownership there. And I think it's also indication of their fans. I mean, the fans are delusional. Hey, we got this one win over Steelers. We're good. We're ready to get back. It's one win, fans. Calm down. So I think the delusionalness of the ownership, the fact they have won a game in, in the playoffs since 1991, has really p- went over to the fans. The fans are just grasping at straws. Oh, one win on a Monday night game. We're back. And it's like, come on, you know. So the fans and the ownership, uh, you, know, you can call them clueless. I, I call them a little bit delusional too. Joe, what do you think? Well, I think that such a – anybody who is a, a fan of a, a hometown team, you know, you, you, you tend to get a little bit of tunnel vision. So I can't really blame people too much. Like These people are not as – as insane as like a Bill's Mafia uh, uh, type of fan base. However, uh, when you start talking about the 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 choices that the ownership makes, you talk about a, a front office that may not make the wisest decisions in terms of which players to let go and which ones to hold on to. They don't have the history of 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 uh, quality drafting the way that the Steelers seem to pull out really quality picks later on in the draft and really do their scouting in a, in a way that seems to be much more effective than what happens in, in Cincinnati. So uh, yeah, that's really where it comes down to with the ownership in the front office, not really uh, putting themselves on the right footing to justify the love that they get from their fan base. Paul, what do you think? Yeah. And you, you've got ownership who hired and fans who, Supported Sam Weish. So I, I mean, that's about all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And even like Marvin Lewis, they stuck around with Marvin Lewis for a while. For and, a very long time. Now, I recognize right. that you got to give somebody a shot, but wow, it was a really long time <laughs> for a lot of not winning seasons. Yeah, well, and he got to that place where it was like a – Kind of a mediocrity where, I mean, he, they were good enough to make the playoffs, but they never won the playoff game. And you never got the feeling of saying, oh, behind Marvin Lewis, they're going to be a Super Bowl team. Like, you know, we get better feelings about Mike Tomlin as the coach of the Steelers as fans uh, than you do about Marvin Lewis. And, you know, it 
boy, it's tough. It's got to be tough to be a Bengals fan. Hey, uh, let's start this process, our next one before our break. Um, let's go with the number three reason why we don't like Cincinnati. And I, I want to look at the Icky Woods. Um, you know, Icky Woods came into the NFL all afire. He, um, you know, his first year, he had double-digit touchdowns. He had the Icky Shuffle. And I think at the time, NBC was broadcasting more AFC games. I think NBC was looking for something to spotlight. They were looking for the little trendy thing. And, you know, Twitter wasn't available back then, but they needed something to showcase. So I don't know if it was Icky who started it or maybe the cameras. So, like, Icky would score a touchdown. He would run to the side of the field, and he would do this weird dance that I, I, I can't understand it. And I guess it was fun, but it took the NFL by storm. And it was like this crazy, like, I, I don't know what it was. It became kind of a cultural phenomenon that was well beyond the skill demonstrated in the shuffle itself. The shuffle itself wasn't, isn't really that far off of something that you would do at a wedding. Uh, right. You know, it's the electric slide. It's, uh, it's, it's the, it's, it's practically the chicken dance. Like it's not necessarily something that's really elaborate and amazing. It's pretty basic, but somehow in an era where you just didn't have spectacular end zone uh uh celebrations this this ended up being the thing that took the nation by storm in a way and some of it has to do with the publicity some of it was that really great opening year that he had as a as a rookie early in his in his career uh, but it just didn't capitalize after that. And then the you saw the shuffle less and less as there were less and less touchdowns. Paul, I'm looking at stats. It's ridiculous. I, I mean, thought you were watching a YouTube video of the Yankee shuffle. That's what I no, no, no. You're like, wait, how that did this me. thing go? That's, that's it? That was it? As a rookie, huh. he had over 1,000 yards. He had 15 touchdowns. Now, he had eight fumbles, which is kind of ridiculously high. Hmm. Did he but shuffle th after the fumbles, too, do you think? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no? But oh, okay. in the years after that, um, just nothing. I mean, he had 200 yards one year, 80 yards another year, and it was over for, for Icky. I mean, you'd think, um, you know, you look at the Steelers, their rookie running back, Najee Harris. If Najee got 1,000 yards this year, you're like, all right. He's going to be good. Would you good. like it if there was a Najee shuffle? <laughs> but but could you imagine if Najee followed up with 80 yards the next year? You're like, whoa, what's <laughs> really, going on? I really uh, hope that doesn't happen. I, I um, hope not. Now, with our offense line, you never know. But it, it can be tough. So, yeah, it's it just very – the story of Icky Woods is a very, very weird one. And we'll get back to Icky Woods after we take a break here on the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com Website for the Pittsburgh Sealer Power Half Hour. Hang on, we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Pittsburgh Sewer fans, to the Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour. Uh, I'm Chris Pugh. I got Joe Frost and um, Paul Yancek with me. We're guys from Ohio that's joined together to rip Cincinnati and the Cincinnati Bengals. And we were talking about Icky Woods, where his first rookie year, uh, 15 touchdowns over 1,000 yards rushing, and then it just things went south. He didn't play at many games. Was it injuries that derailed him? I, I don't remember, but I, my my working theory is I think the icky shuffle was just a muscle spasm, and, and yeah. then as oh, people wow. began to that, grab on, he got self conscious of it and just yeah. I think we should all feel bad for doing the I, icky shuffle. I hadn't it's heard mocking this. a muscle spasm condition. I had not heard this conspiracy theory, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know if it was something during this period where all of the football. Uh, celebrations or whatever had to be shuffles because I remember the Super Bowl shuffle and then there was the icky shuffle. This was just shuffling a thing that we, we did a lot. Of I the don't remember 80s. there being a, a... a figure. We, there needs to be a trilogy of shuffles. Who had the third shuffle? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. Where was the truffle shuffle? Does that count? Oh, they were all in the '80s, right? That's like the tr- the trilogy of of uh, '80s shuffles. Uh, injuries derailed Icky Woods' career. Uh, he tore his ACL against the Steelers in the '89, and um, he actually injured his right knee in the preseason of '91. So well, see, now we feel bad for him. Like we were just making fun of him a minute ago, and now you <laughs> mad us feeling bad. Yeah, I got I'll, injured, but it's untapped potential. I mean, you know, I, I was just wondering if maybe. Chris Bosworth, uh, Brian Bosworth tackled them, and they both hurt each other, and that's how yeah, it all it could be. It must be. It you must never know. Be. That makes well, sense. And I got to admit, I mean, that rookie year, I think he scored a couple touchdowns against the Steelers, and Ew, as a no, Steelers fan, you're like, oh. We could just revisionist history, that whole yes. thing. That never happened. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. So let's go now to number two. And, you know, he wasn't as bad as uh, Vontez Perfect. I don't think he went like full scale board against the Steelers, but he was an annoying fella. Chad Johnson, uh, he was robbed the Bengals for a little bit more, but he's number two. I thought he would be number Ocho Cinco. Oh, uh, yes. Well, Ooh. when we get to number one, you'll know why Chad Johnson's number two. <laughs> uh, but oh, yeah. you're just saying he's number two. Okay. Right, right. Because if we, if we said number one is number two, that would cause some more issues there. But uh, okay, yeah, let's talk real quick about Chad Johnson. Uh, yeah, he was Chad Johnson. He changed to Ocho Cinco. Um, I, just an annoying guy. I mean, he. a lot of people said he had a bunch of talent. I look at a big untapped potential. He did some things for the Bengals. He had some good years. I, I was watching a Vice documentary where one of his teammates, TJ Hushmanzada, 
man, I said that's a mouthful there. I said, hey, Chad Johnson may be one of the best receivers I ever saw. And, you know, if you look at that, you're like, oh, you must have Jerry Rice numbers. He never had that Jerry Rice numbers. And, again, when we look at things we dislike, we kind of like that as Steelers fans. We didn't want Jerry Rice-like uh, guy to be playing for the Bengals. But that said, you know, he would always frustrate me because when he turned to Ochocinco, it seemed to be a, he was a lot more interested in the public relations than football. And even though he's retired, you're seeing um, – I do some work with the Cincinnati Inquirer. You see stories about him paying humongous tips in Cincinnati. You see um, stories about how he wants to be in the MLS now. And it's like, Ocho, chill, buddy, you know? He still uh, made statements about how he could still play in the NFL. Yeah. Like recently. Like he yeah. said that recently. And you're just thinking, no. There's you, you weren't really <laughs> doing that when you were in your prime, sir. I, I get that he had a lot of skill. He was an amazing athlete, but all of the, the hype that's been around it and the way that he, you know, he hypes himself that he was was one of the all-time greats it just doesn't it's not backed up with the numbers right yeah i think with that i think he's the perfect example of keep with the uh spanish feel of ocho cinco just the diva grande just more concerned about his <laughs> brand than his performance on the field i think he was probably one of the earlier victims of that mentality and, you know, you can point the same figure at some Steelers receivers, especially one Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And definitely went to Diva. Um, but I, I'm just saying, look, our current receivers, calm down social media for as many social media craziness you have. Produce on oh, the field. Could you imagine if the social media had been what it is now oh, yeah. in, <laughs> crazy. in Ocho Cinco's day? I mean, right. there it existed, but it wasn't exactly the same level. There was no TikTok. He'd have been all over that. What? Well, all over it. I still have the dial-up connection. That right? <laughs> and let this yeah. be a word of warning to current still receivers like Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster. Calm down. Have fun on social media, but back it up on the field. I'm sorry. Do you mean Uno Uno? Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about Uno number nueve. one. Hey, we've talked about a lot of football stuff, but we got to talk to the, my least favorite thing about Cincinnati. Oh, here we go. There's a place called Skyline Chili. Oh, man. And it's just, oh. it's hideous. It's awful. Um, Cincinnati kind of embraces its Skyline Chili. I mean, you know, you might sit there and say, hey, we may not like everything about our city, but Cincinnati loves Skyline, and don't make fun of our Skyline Chili. It's great. Hey, it's awful. <laughs> it's rough. Um, <laughs> my, my warning to Steelers players as they go to Cincinnati later this year to play, lay off the Skyline Chili or, you know, you you may have to miss half the game by being in the bathroom because that's what Skyline Chili does to you. It's rough. Um, yeah, Paul, any thoughts on Skyline Chili? My my brother-in-law lives and his family live in Cincinnati, and they, they've they made several pleas for us to Let's go to Skyline. And it's it's a firm no on my end. Hard um, pass. Right. <laughs> Hard pass. I'm, I'm, I'm good with pasta. I don't like chili. But definitely 
dumping the chili on the pasta doesn't make it any more enticing. Yeah, it's it's awful. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on scowling? I live in the South. You can't call that chili. That's not chili. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. No. It's the blandest, like, it is the 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 white guy of chili. Like, no, this is not acceptable. No. It's just, it's bland, and then you put it on top of spaghetti noodles, which also don't have any flavor. And you're like, what are, what are you doing? This is too sweet. This is not a chili. This is not a chili. No, no, no. No, no, no. There are a lot of things in Cincinnati we could rip on. And again, they'll be. Oh, sure. This is the town that elected uh, Jerry Springer as the mayor multiple times. (laughs) And and believe me, you know, we we, we can get into uh, Jerry Springer uh, because the Sooners and Bingos are going to play later this year. Oh, sure. We got plenty of time to make some. Maybe they'll play in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at Jerry Springer, Pete Rose, Chris Sabo, who's a oh, that, that guy annoys me. The glasses, ugh, that's wrong. But but no, because <laughs> he wears glasses when he plays baseball. This but, is a problem for you. What? Well, well, Some of us can't help. It. Come on, get the, the, the goggles man. he wears. The goggles he wears. He's not wearing glasses. He's wearing those like weird goggles. But the point I'm trying to make is for as annoying as all that is. Skyline Chili is number one over everything because the food just, ugh, it's so terrible. And, and again, it's another one of those things where there is a passion for it that is the right. worst part of it. You know, there's there's some there's some questionable foods in my region. You know, <laughs> there are questionable foods that are here. Right. But even we're like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, it's weird, and I like it, but I'm not going to force it on other people. Like Paul said, you know, his, his relatives are trying to say, we got, you got to try this chick Skyline Chili. It's like, no, no, you really, really don't. I would and, give Cincinnati a pass and think highly of Cincinnati. Hey, every city makes mistakes. Hey, Cincinnati, have you ever heard of Achilles Smith or David Klinger? Yeah, you made mistakes. You can't pick <laughs> – Quarterbacks in the draft, and Jerry saw it in Joe Burrow. I think the Bengals. Mistakes. That that's how Skyline Chili was invented. Somebody, it was like Kevin from the Office. He tripped and fell. Oh, wow, man. Chili on the spaghetti right. noodles, and that makes a they lot called more it a sense. Thing. I would have much more. Then you just own it after that. You're just like, okay, now this is a thing. <laughs> well, I would have much more respect for Cincinnati people if they just admit it was a mistake. You know, said, hey, Skyline Chili is our Achilles Smith. Okay, yes, it's from here. We put up with it, but it's our Kelly Smith. We made a mistake. You know, we're dealing with it. Leave us alone. And after after a year right. or so, you just move on. Right. But no, they've like worn it as a badge of honor to say, right. this is how bland our city is. This it, is us. It would be like if the Bengals started Kelly Smith for the last 30 years and said, right. we don't care. Said, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that he never right. really had the skill to do this. We're just going to keep trotting him out there right. because we're Cincinnati and we right. have too many ends <laughs> in a one-word name. Right. Y- yes. Spell your same name right. Yeah, just uh <laughs> Cincinnati is frustrating me. Now I'm frustrated. Hey, let's end our show because we, we got ended on a positive note. Hey, we feel we, do? we have to. Yes. Okay. The so, game Sunday, Steelers, Bengals at Pittsburgh. Uh, we got. We need that'll to share. Be the pos- that'll be the positive note on the end all of the right. show is what happens in the game. Right. And, and we all feel that the Steelers can beat the Bengals. Yes. And I'm going to start out. Hey, uh, it's rough. Our, the offensive line is rough right now. 
We have lots of injuries. There's a lot of things going wrong, but I think the Steelers are still a better football team than the Bengals. I don't think Sunday is going to be a pretty game. I don't think it's going to be the game where we're like, wow, everything's okay and dandy. But I still think the Steelers are a better team than the Bengals. I'm not sure how many I think even can- even if we have, you know, uh, a quarterback with only one pec muscle and everybody has groin injuries, <laughs> we're still better than the Bungles. And the Bengals can't protect their quarterback. So even if the linebacker crew was me, uh, Paul, and Joe, I still think we can get pressure on Joe We Burrow. could do this. If we were coached right. up by Pittsburgh Steeler coaches, we could still do this. But I got a feeling we're going to get at least somebody back if it's C.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, or whoever. So uh, I, I've got faith. Uh, Joe, what do you think? I mean, we're recorded still earlier in the week, so the the uh, actual list of whoever is right. out is not here for us as we're recording this. As you who are listening at home know more about it than we do right now, but all indicators are that uh, that a lot of those linebackers are are on the road to to being uh, cleared by the time we reach there. Nothing's set yet, but it's supposed to be looking good. So I think if we are able to put together uh, our defense, the way that they've played, even in the loss to, to Las Vegas, um, they still looked good. What we can't survive is that many injuries all happening at the same time. So coming in healthy will be a big deal, but if the defense stays healthy, then we stay in the game and in the game with Roethlisberger at quarterback, anything can happen. And understand when Joe is mentioning, we like it, like he's mentioning it's we as Steelers fans, because as Steelers fans, we all died a million deaths when the Steelers were struggling against the Raiders. And, you know, we put it ourselves hurts me, in the it shoes. It hurts yeah. me physically and personally. So I'm yeah. talking about we, I'm involved here. Yes. I'm invested. Yes. Yeah, it, I am not playing on the field. Yeah, it, it was a tough. Confused. It was a tough time for the collective we as Steelers fans. Uh, Paul, what do you think? Why do you think the Steelers we should win? win? Right, we, we should win. Well, we why can we win? win? Okay, uh, let's leave it at that. Why should we win? <laughs> because on paper we're a better team. Um, I I, I mm. still have this lingering reality that last year the Bengals beat the Steelers with Jerry Springer at quarterback. Mm. Um, so we can win. Well, we should win. A special guests, right? He keeps bringing out people. <laughs> right. You know, that's but not fair. After the first two games, I'm not going to hold my breath for those three hours. But in theory, yes, we should win. And I really okay. hope we do. I don't want to say it's a must win. But I we think really we win we, we look back at the if, if the Steelers win, we'll look back at the game and say it's because the defense kept us in the game yet again. Yep. If you haven't realized this by now, Paul Yanchek's like your grumpy uncle. Yes, you know, your grumpy uncle loves you. He cares for you. He wants the best for you, but he's going to be a little a little hesitant. So, uh, come on, Steelers, help your grumpy uncle. I've become Paul whole Yanchek. Yanchek. in four years. Right. It's good, you know. Paul, Paul gets a little grumpy, but those can change. So let's uh, get a win uh, Sunday. If no other reason for the great Paul Yanchek. All right. Well, thanks for checking out the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Hey, it was great making fun of Cincinnati. Join us next week as we make fun of the next Steelers opponent. Thanks for checking us out, y'all. Have a great day. 